Hey there, welcome to Savor Food and Body, a podcast about intuitive eating, body image, food and cooking, and helping middle-aged women live vibrant, healthy lives. I'm your host, Amanda Bullitt, an ex-disordered eating athlete turned anti-diet nutrition counselor and body peace promoter. I spent years literally running my body into the ground trying to keep up with health, wellness, and beauty trends. Fast forward past many failed attempts at controlling my weight, years of recovery work, and here I am today. Enjoying a trusting relationship with food and my body and helping you do the same by savoring food in your body. You won't hear any diet talk here, just heartfelt, supportive conversations with a little middle-aged sassiness on the side. Hey, it's Amanda. Welcome to another episode of Savor Food and Body. Today, I'm going to take the time to answer a question or concern that I often get from clients and students. And it's this idea around all foods fit. And that can be really confusing for folks when they're first starting to heal their relationship with food, especially if you've been exposed to lots of food rules and do eat this, don't eat this, and how to eat stipulations around how you should feed yourself. I want to take you back to when I used to work for Whole Foods Market back in the day as an educator. I will never forget the time where I was walking through bulk department, and this was in the original Seattle-based store, Seattle, Washington store. And a fellow team member, fellow employee, grabbed my attention by saying, hey, I thought beans, nuts, and whole grains were healthy. Dead stop. What? I turned around and I said, well, yeah, what makes you think otherwise? And what was going on was prior, just barely prior to me starting at Whole Foods, they had started a new program called Health Starts Here. And the whole idea was this education-based program to help people eat healthier. And as a part of that program, the company had instilled a medical advisory board. And one of the members of the medical advisory board was Dr. Joel Furman, a medical doctor, and he had created this scoring system called the Aggregate Nutrient Density Index, also known as ANDI. And there was signage that was being required to put around the store with these ANDI scores on certain foods to help people decide what to put in their baskets and what to be healthier. So a little bit of explanation around this Andy scoring, and this is just one example of how we try to find nutrient density in our culture. So Andy was designed as an educational tool to help consumers live up to Dr. Furman's definition of health, which to him, health equaled nutrients divided by calories. As a retail partner, Whole Foods Market was adding the signage throughout their stores to help people easily shop and fill their baskets with foods that promoted Dr. Furman's vision of health and well-being. So the Andy score ranks foods based on how many nutrients compared to how many calories, also called nutrient density. And with that being said, you can probably guess what foods topped the chart. And if you said produce or fruits and vegetables, you're absolutely right. Since fruits and vegetables are mostly fiber, water, vitamins, minerals, and antioxidants, also called the micronutrients, they rank higher because those nutrients don't have many calories, if any. So back then, 
when you walked around a Whole Foods market, you'd see all of these Andy scores, these signage with Andy scores of a thousand on items like kale, collard greens, lettuce, parsley, all of the dark leafy greens, and also the cruciferous vegetables like broccoli and cauliflower. And then the rankings went down from there dramatically the minute calories increased from natural sugars, carbohydrates, healthy fats, and protein to the point where in the bulk department, where this team member was posting the signage, you'd see signs like lentils, 72, kidney beans, 64, peanut butter, 51, oatmeal, 36, and almonds, 28. Now, if that isn't confusing, because if you're anything like me, I've always heard that oatmeal is super healthy for you, helps lower cholesterol and feeling full longer. And almonds and peanut butter, they have protein in them and also keep you feeling full and satisfied. But when you look at the scores, these Andy scores on them, and you look at oatmeal as 36 compared to the thousand that the green leafy vegetables got, it can kind of seem a little bit confusing on what's really healthy and what's not. To be honest, I was as baffled as the other team member when I saw the signage they were posting on all the bulk bins. And here I was, a trained medical professional. I was a dietitian by that point. I had years of experience in the field of health, plus a graduate degree in nutrition science. And in good conscience, there was no way I could support this index. And it's not that the Andy scoring system was wrong. Yes, produce has more nutrients in it and less calories. But the kicker is this. If as an eater, you're trying to be health conscious, and let's be honest, probably hopes to lose a few pounds, and likely at the same time doesn't feel super about the way your body looks, how are you going to view those food rankings? How are you going to feel when you're sitting down to a bowl of oatmeal or granola or Uh, I don't know, black bean tacos or something and foods that you previously thought were pretty healthy, but you saw that they had these really low numbers on this food ranking system. To you and a majority of the women in the U.S. who have tried every diet under the sun, you'll see that eating a salad without any dressing or any fruit or any seeds or protein or carbs as being healthier or good compared to the black bean tacos or enchiladas. Again, seems really confusing and counterintuitive to maybe what you've heard before about health. You might think, yay, my meal just scored a thousand. It has no taste and I probably won't absorb much of the nutrients because there's no fat drizzled over the pile of roughage that I'm eating. And I'll probably be face deep in the vending machine or the candy dish on the receptionist's desk by 3 p.m., because I'm going to be starving, both physically and emotionally. But yay, look at my thousand point salad. Do you see the problem with this well-intended system? The Andy scoring system isn't the only tool out there trying to help you understand how to eat healthier. And I'm just picking on it as one example. And there's nothing wrong with wanting to be healthier and feel your best. That's also an important point. Problem is, and this is backed by research, The research on nutrient density approach to eating is that there still isn't a consistent definition for nutrient density. The term has been loosely used to promote the old dietary guidelines for Americans back in 2010. According to a paper from 2014, 
the Dietary Guidelines for Americans consider nutrient-dense foods to be, quote, all vegetables, fruits, whole grains, fat-free or low-fat milk, milk products, seafood, lean meats and poultry, eggs, beans and peas or legumes, and nuts and seeds that are prepared without added solid fats, added sugars, and sodium, end quote. The paper goes on to state, quote, the 2010 Dietary Guidelines for Americans further states that nutrient-dense foods and beverages provide vitamins, minerals, and other substances that may have positive health effects with relatively few calories. Additionally, the definition states nutrients and other beneficial substances have not been, quote-unquote, diluted by the addition of energy from added solid fats, added sugars, or by the solid fats naturally present in the food, end quote. However, the Dietary Guideline Advisory Committee and researchers to date have yet to come up with a clear definition of nutrient density to become an industry standard for public policy, nutrition, and health education, and consumer marketing. In other words, it's been kind of like the Wild West when it comes to defining nutrient density and trying to use tools like the Andy scores to promote healthy eating. So again, there's nothing wrong with the tools, but they're not backed by consistent science. There's not a consistent agreement around how those numbers were were arrived at on the Andy scoring system, or even really what does nutrient density mean other than more nutrition for less calories. But how are we defining more nutrition? How are we defining less calories? So there's a lot of nuances wrapped up into that term that as a culture we haven't clearly defined. The other problem with this is that anytime we start ranking food with any kind of numeric system, it really reeks of moralistic view of health and beauty created by diet culture. And we already have tons of moral judgment wrapped up into how we view nutrition labels. And quite frankly, I think that that's enough moral judgment. The other downside is when you're looking at a scoring system telling you how nutritious a food is, it is an external validator of nutrition and quote unquote, how you're supposed to eat. It doesn't say anything about how to check in with your body to see if you're hungry or not. If you're emotionally distressed and drawn to foods to cope, you need a good night's sleep or you feel like you need to move your body. So those are all more internal cues to figure out how to feed yourself. But again, anytime we're, we're focusing on more of these external lists, do eat, don't eat list, it kind of pulls us out of our body. It disconnects us from our body and disconnects us from those internal cues. So you can't whittle down health and well-being to just eating nutrient-dense foods and only nutrient-dense foods all the time. And we don't even really know what that means. On the flip side, an all-foods-fit approach means that there's room for foods that aren't nutrient superstars right alongside ones that are. So an all-foods-fit approach is less black and white. It gives room for a lot of grayness to find pleasure and joy with foods. 
And no matter how you fill your plate, it's really, really important that you remember you are still a worthy human being that deserves to have good health from a holistic perspective, including mind, body, and spirit. Regardless of your meal scores a thousand or whatever number on any healthy eating scale. So I hope this was helpful to answer that question of uh, around all foods fit and why that all foods fit philosophy or mantra around eating can really be in promotion of a healthy relationship with food rather than focusing on external rules and lists, do and do not eat lists to learn how to feed yourself. So the more that we can stay connected with our body, the more that we can stay connected to those internal cues on what and how much and to eat, the more consistent our relationship with food is going to be. You can always contact me through the alpinenutrition.org website and ask more questions or for more clarification. You can also go to the Alpine Nutrition dot org forward slash blog b-l-o-g to find show notes from today and there are links to the research paper that i was referring to as well as links to dr Furman's andy scoring system um, if you'd like to read more details about that so thanks so much for listening today and i will be back with an interview show next week take care Thanks for listening today. If you found this episode helpful, don't forget to rate and subscribe to the show so you never miss an episode. New episodes drop weekly, and I can't wait to chat with you again soon. In the meantime, you can get more savor-worthy resources and inspiration by heading over to alpinenutrition.org forward slash blog, B-L-O-G, where you'll find show notes from today's episode. While you're there, you can also download a free copy of Six Strategies to Savor Food Without Guilt. You'll also get weekly emails with insights and the occasional recipe that I don't share anywhere else. You can subscribe today at alpinenutrition.org. And until next time, keep savoring food and your body so you can live the vibrant, healthy life you deserve. Talk to you soon. Background music was created by Stepan Bell. All verbal audio content was created by Alpine Nutrition, LLC.